Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting about the Browns, and I'm also going to be chatting about the Washington football team and the organizational failure that they are. So it uh, it should be a pretty uh, interesting episode. So I hope you stick around and enjoy. So first things first, I wanted to take my victory lap when it comes to the uh, Miles Garrett contract uh, situation. Um, a few episodes ago, I basically broke down what a potential deal would, what it would look like. And I basically called it. Miles Garrett signed a five-year, $125 million contract extension. $100 million of it was guaranteed. 50 of it was guaranteed at signing making him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. So congratulations to Miles Garrett. You know, it, it's so great to, to not only see him in a Browns uniform long-term, but, man, is it going to be nice seeing him in a, in a classic Browns uniform going forward. You know, not the shitty whatever Cleveland Browns uniform that was. Thanks, Alex Shiner. Be part of my rant. Uh, later on but um yeah Miles Garrett contract extension super awesome for him you know super awesome for me because I called it like I said my new slogan is uh you know I might be an asshole but I'm right so yeah now going forward and looking at the 2020 three season where uh the Browns will have to start paying Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward. Um they do have Odell under contract, but at fifteen million they're gonna have to rework that if they hell if probably if they even want him on the uh on the roster in like twenty twenty two. So uh definitely keep that in mind. Um yeah so for that year, the Browns will have basically nobody under contract. You know, they'll have Austin Hooper. They'll have their rookies. They'll have whoever they sign in free agency, you know, the next couple off seasons. Um, obviously, Miles Garrett. But they'll have uh, about $250 million in cap space. Now, you want to subtract 25 from that for Miles Garrett. Uh, you want to subtract another 20 for Odell, you want to subtract another, you know, 15 for either Nick Chubb or Jarvis Landry, you know, whether it's 8 million for Kareem Hunt, you know, what whatever. Um just just a rough esti- a rough estimate about, you know, let's just say 180 million. Now, looking at we'll we'll look at Denzel Ward first. Looking at just right now, the the top paid corners for this year you have Darius Slay for, from the Eagles he's getting paid 16.6 million uh Byron Jones getting paid 16.5 uh Byron Jones has the the most valuable uh contract I think he just signed it to a five-year 82 million dollar uh contract with um 54 of it guaranteed Xavier Howard, he's getting paid 15 million. Uh James Bradbury, he's getting paid 14.5. Patrick Peterson, uh 14 million. And um 
and uh but but I think the the Peterson he's on his last year of his deal, so that's just you know to to keep in mind. And then um the Bengals went out and and spent uh 14 million for this year on uh Trey Waynes. So, you know, looking at um looking at Denzel Ward uh not obviously you you, you have to wait for next se- season to um to sign an extension. But I I don't think it's out of the question to say he's worth about you know fifteen. Yeah, I I would say between fourteen and fifteen point five million. Now, um, and and I know people might call him injury prone. I don't I don't know if that's really true. Um, his rookie year, kind of two freak concussions. Um, last year, the the hamstring injury with greedy that was just weird because it just kind of happened out of nowhere and I don't know if you want to blame Freddie Kitchens and the way he ran training camp for that so I don't know I think this year and next year are are huge years obviously to to prove that you know not only is he one of the best cover uh cover corners in the league which I you know all the analytics say that 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 he is one of the top uh, corners in the league, but he's durable enough to to get through sixteen plus games uh, a year and play on almost every snap. And I think schematically, like last year, at times, uh, you know, last year he graded out super well. But I think schematically, last year with Steve Wilkes, it was just so awful. But he played; he still played super solid. Uh, when he was on the field, uh, so I think, uh, so so I think it's very um, something like you know a five year deal, you know sixteen sixteen maybe maxed out at sixteen million, um, depending on how you know the 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 language of the contract is. Um, maybe they front load something. I, I I wouldn't be surprised considering the way Andrew Barry in the front office, you know, kind of they're they're very um creative with their contracts. You know, like Austin Hooper's getting paid a lot of money the next couple years. Um so is Jack Conklin and then on the back end when the Browns have to start paying for paying, you know, a lot of our, you know, a lot of our uh our, our top players, not saying they're not our top players, but you know, Baker and all those guys. Um they're either free agents or the guaranteed money per year is is super it's it's reasonable compared to, you know, the the top money that they're getting right now. Um which is which which is super unique and uh extremely smart on the the side of the Browns and all that. So so yeah. I say about fourteen to about fourteen million to fifteen and a half million. I could see Denzel Ward getting an extension to for five years. Obviously, guaranteed money. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of guaranteed money just to kind of you know make sure he stays in Cleveland. So maybe it's like close to fifty million uh, 
guaranteed. Um, and like I said, maybe they, they front load a lot of it just in case, you know, he gets injured some. If he, if he continues on the path of, you know, not playing a full 16 game, uh, you know, in his career. Obviously, it's kind of a, you you hope that he does, but at the same time, it'll cost the Browns more, but, you know, fuck it. It's, we want the best players on our team, so. Now, the Baker situation, that's going to be really weird, and I think a lot of it's going to come down to whatever Dak Prescott uh, signs for, whether it's, you know, 35 million-ish, um... I I I just don't really know because I could honestly see the Browns letting Baker play out his fifth year option and even franchise tagging him. And I know that's a hot take, but if he doesn't put up number one overall pick numbers this year and next year. I I don't know what direction the Browns would go in. Um they're paying uh Case Keenum like seven million dollars to be a backup. I think Keenum. I think it's a, a, a. I think he's. I think he's a solid NFL starter on the back end. You know whether it's, you know, a starting quarterback on. Well, it's it's also weird. I know I'm kind of jumping back and forth, but in the NFL right now there are more quality starting quarterbacks at, at any. Than at any point in the league history, I think. Because if you look at some of the backups around the league, like I just said, Case Keenum in Cleveland, Mariota in uh, Las Vegas with the with the Raiders, Jameis Winston's backing up Drew Brees in um, in Saint, uh, in New Orleans. It's it's very strange if you kind of see it all, and then you have teams like. You know, the Jaguars who are throwing out Gardner Minshew. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, what? Because it's like every every team either has, you know, they have their guy that they're paying a lot of money to. They have an aging guy who's maybe on their way out, like like the Saints and Tampa, uh, who might only play for a handful of years. Uh the Colts with Philip Rivers paying him, I think, twenty million for one year, um, and or you have teams that invested a first round pick in a quarterback and they're not going to bench him. So obviously the Browns and they're not going to bench Baker Mayfield. I I don't think. Um, I hope not, unless he's just like that god awful. But I I highly doubt that. Um, you know him. Sam Darnold in New York, Daniel Jones in New York, uh, 
uh, from Ohio State, uh, Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Um, you know, obviously Josh Allen took the Bills to the playoffs, but I, I don't think he's that great. Uh, I would rather have, you know, I'd rather have Jameis Winston. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw the ball, like at least have it be semi-accurate now whether it's throwing it to your your own guys or the other team like he's at least throwing it to somebody and not just open air with but that that's another rant for another day um and then you have like these weird contracts like you know Kirk Cousins in Minnesota who played well last year under a scheme ran by Kevin Stefanski um Ryan Tannehill, who who was came in as a backup quarterback to Marcus Mariota, they bench Mariota, and next thing you know, Tennessee is in the I think it was the AFC Championship game. Like, it's it's kind of crazy to if you just like looking at the the grand scheme of the NFL, there are more quality quarterbacks in the league. Than at any point, like just uh, just remember all the shitty quarterbacks the Browns have had, whether it was like Charlie Fry, or you know they had you know obviously Brady Quinn, then they had Jacob Delhomme, and Seneca Wallace, and then Colt McCoy, and then they they had Brandon Whedon, and then you know Jason Campbell and Brian Hoyer. It's just like it's just crazy. It just it's just hilarious to. To see how far the the NFL, just in general, have have come, and maybe a lot of those guys, a lot of those former high round picks, who started a lot of games for other teams and that are on different teams right now, like like Mariota and Winston, you know, maybe maybe they are just backups, but it's just it's just funny to see a team like Jacksonville just throw out Gardner Minshew, or you know I. I mean, even like Tara Taylor, if if he starts the first couple weeks in in L.A. for the Chargers, um, which is why it was laughable to think that oh Cam Newton is out there, and the Patriots were gonna run out Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer instead of, you know, giving Cam Newton a a, a one year deal, which is exactly what they did. So it's it, it's just funny. It's just funny. So so sorry about that little tangent, but um, going back to Baker. I just it's it's weird to kind of predict what he's going to do because we are, we're also hopeful. We we seen how he played that the second half of his rookie season. And then we seen how he played last year all year where you know I think he even admitted that he thought it was going to be way easier than it was. Um, and then there was just like the, just all the, the shenanigans of, of the Browns and the ineptitude of Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey and, you know, basically them scripting plays and going over a game plan the entire week and then just scrapping it come game time. And Freddie Kitchens is out here calling Madden plays. It's like, wh- like, what are you doing? Like, calling plays you didn't even practice. It's like, what the hell is going on? 
So I think, it, you know, we could take that year with a grain of salt. Um, you know, he was also extremely unlucky, like how many tipped balls were intercepted. But you could also say, like, how many like how many dropped intercepted uh, interceptions did he have which was a lot so it's i just there's really no there's really no excuse um maybe this year a little bit but certainly not next year and and if the like i said if going into next year when he's on his uh what the the fourth year of his contract um the Browns would might be better off. All right, you play you play your fourth year. You know, you play really well. You got to prove it in your fifth year and if it's still maybe they just say, "Hey, just like let's franchise tag him for one more year, give him three solid years to to prove what kind of quarterback he is." Unless he like completely just, you know, jumps to the top 10 of quarterback play. Which I mean is it's entirely possible, especially with the talent the Browns have, the, um, the scheme that that's supposed to fit Baker like a glove. It there's really no excuse, but I could honestly see the Browns, if he doesn't play well this year or the Browns don't play a full season or whatever, give him. Three, the three years, the fourth year of his rookie contract, the fifth year option, which is, it should be probably around $17, $18 million. And then the franchise tag, which, I mean, at that point, it's the average amount of money the top five quarterbacks will be making. So who knows, who knows how much that's going to be? Because, you know, whatever Dak signs for, whatever, um, you know, we we know... Uh, Mahomes signed for, you know, half a billion or yeah, half a billion dollars, and his annual contract is like forty five million. So that's gonna just boost up the 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 franchise tag for a quarterback by like five six million dollars just off rip compared to I think it's like thirty two or thirty three million right now. Um, so yeah, but you know. I mean, it's really nothing to to worry about right now. But it it's also a fun, uh, it's also a fun game to play. And and I and I personally like love nerding out about, you know, the salary cap and trades and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah. Segwaying to the Washington Redskins organizational failure, uh, I just got done reading the Washington Post article about the the 15 women who have come forward to accuse uh employee past employees of sexual misconduct, um uh, harassment, you know, all that type of stuff. And not even just in, like former employees, you have uh former beat reporters for the Washington or for for the Redskins from the Washington Times, from the Athletic um claiming that higher ups have said inappropriate uh comments to 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 them and it's just it's just it it makes it, it just pisses me off because it's just like number 1 
Like, like why? Like, like why? Like, why would you fucking do that? Number one. Number two. I don't, I don't even know if they're like I have a numbered list, but it's just like, like, like I just don't I don't understand why you would have to be such an asshole to to even say something, just to even say anything, to even to even do, you know, to 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 have the 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 gall to to say some of these things to 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 these ladies it's just like 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 what like you thought that your job your the, the one of the guys who was um accused uh accused of misconduct was the the former pro personnel guy and it's like you think the shitty fucking team that you put you put on the field for you know the 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 redskins were going to you know you think you had enough power to that I just I, I know I'm like ranting and maybe I shouldn't even shouldn't have even like talked about this but it's just like I don't know I just sit here and I'm just like why the fuck would you do that like why 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 and it's and you know and you know it's more than four, you know 15 people or 15 ladies who were um who said that they they were harassed you you know it's more you know in the what i think dan snyder bought the team in 99 so if this culture has been festering and, and you know the these allegations date back to um like 2013 2014 you just know that it's that that there's a lot more because that 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 type of culture it it doesn't just form overnight and and i and i think we all know that um i mean hell i mean the browns you you can't say the browns are innocent because you had you know you had the infamous joe law game who he you know kind of you know aired out the dirty laundry of alex shiner and you know some of the apparently the harassment that you know he he that he was harassing female employees in Berea. You had the 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 Coquina story who where I heard that he did something similar along along with some other separate things that forced the Berea finest to escort him out of the facility. So it's just like you you just like you just know. You you have you had the um the assistant GM for the Astros being a just a total dick to the female um the 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 uh one of the beat reporters who were covering the one of the games I don't know if it was the divisional game or the All Star no divisional playoff game or the championship series and like you're gonna be you're gonna be an asshole to like some lady who's just trying to do her job just trying to cover just trying to cover the game why because she she criticized maybe because she criticized you you know trading for Roberto Ozuna who's a piece of shit like like what and I mean like it is kind of weird that even like a couple episodes of Crunch Time with Kalen ago you know I talked about Kareem Hunt and how because of because of him being a piece of shit it's worth the Browns 
signing him to an extension over Nick Chubb because Kareem Hunt's a piece of shit. And like there's a lot of irony in that. And and I and I'm aware of that too. Um now I when it comes to a lot of a lot of the like players and domestic violence and stuff like that, like it's it's weird that it's not really weird. I just don't expect companies to do anything based on like I don't look at companies as like the face of like morality or or whatever. You know, we could say and I think I ranted about this before, but like we could say you know, oh, it's so great that that Nike and Adidas are like you know coming together to support Black Lives Matter and and blah 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 blah, yet they're yet they're using child sweatshops in in China and shit like that. Like oh like like oh I'm I'm recording this on an iPhone yet the cobalt that's being mined to for the batteries that power this like the cell phones are. Like the, the, it's just like, like there's just like a ton of irony in everything. So, it I guess this is like maybe a little bit of a separate rant, but just base it like trying to base things on like companies and brands trying to like push like the morality or or whatever. I, I don't know. But kind of segueing back to, to to the Washington Redskins uh, specifically, um, again, again, there's there's irony in, in that like oh, it's a toxic environment and, the the name Redskins is also like a, a racial slur for Native American people and it's just like gee and it's just like oh my goodness, you know, there's there's just loads of irony in in all of this, and. It's just. It's just crazy. And I just I just go back to like why would like why like why? Like why would these people wanna be assholes to to just normal ladies trying to do their job and and it's just like it just it just it just frustrates the hell out of me. And you know, power corrupts but but what i think we're seeing is that there's power in numbers and when a lot of just collectively ladies in the sporting world and in news in general and you know just wherever you know wherever you know stick up and say i'm done being treated differently and you know tired of being harassed and stuff like that i think there's definitely a a changing of i i, went, I don't know if it's a changing of the guard but just just a whole culture change and just just kind of seeing it and and maybe maybe i'm stuck in in a social media echo chamber um but I think if those types of things 
if if the if the if a culture can change you know uh, in the higher ups like like in sports you know we're seeing it in Cleveland where where it seems like they're they're a, a now a forward thinking organization you just hope that it trickles down to other places and stuff like that that's my rant about that thank you for listening to crunch time with Caitlin you can follow me on twitter at Caitlin no CLE um Next week's episode is going to be super fun. I'm going to be talking about the Cleveland Indians and nerding out about potential lineups and how they're going to play in the in this shortened 60 game season, what the 30 man roster would look like and all that types of types of uh all that type of stuff with my good buddy Alex. And yeah, it's going to be a super fun episode and I can't wait. It'll be sometime next week before the first game on Friday. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy, and I hope you um, stick around. I hope you like and subscribe to the podcast, all that stuff. So thank you for listening to Crunch Time with Caitlin. Take it easy.